Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stone's Top Tens, where I will be ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season one, we will be exploring my favorite romantic comedies with a variety of my friends. We will be working backwards to the list from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I suck at making decisions. Um, now, sometimes you may think we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There are a few reasons that this may be. Um, I may have never seen it, it may appear on a different list, or I may just not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally possible. You can always email me with any suggestions or positive feedback at stonestop10s at gmail.com, no apostrophe in the email address. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stones, not Tones, Stones Top 10s on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. You can also follow me on Instagram at stonestop10s to get updates too. So let's welcome today's guest host, Jesse Leshesky. Hey, Jesse, how's it going? It's going really good. I'm super excited. Uh, really, really loved the excuse to just sit down and watch a rom-com this weekend. So <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> well, you are welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about it and to watch it. It's a little bit of an ask, so I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, today, we are going to be discussing my number six pick, which is 2002's Sweet Home Alabama, starring Reese Witherspoon, Patrick Dempsey, and Josh Lucas. This rom-com starts by introducing Melanie Carmichael, a hotshot new clothing designer the night before her big fashion show, and her shocking engagement to her po- politician boyfriend, Andrew Hennings. When Andrew's mom, the mayor of New York City, discovers their engagement, Melanie decides she needs to go to Alabama and tell her parents in person. Once she gets there, we find out that she is actually still married to her high school sweetheart, Jake. She spends the rest of the movie trying to get Jake to sign the divorce papers and prepare for her upcoming wedding without alerting her life in New York City to her real background in Alabama. So, Jesse, why would you say Sweet Home Alabama is, I know you said it's like not one of your very favorites, but still one that you enjoy? Definitely still enjoyed it. I, I likened it a lot, the story to kind of the notebook of mm-hmm. kind of the battle between what you should do and what your heart wants to do. And it has that perfect feel good, like hometown childhood love story that it's just easy to fall for. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and also, also just, just love rom-coms for me are like as long as I almost like it a little to be a little bit predictable Mm -hmm. um because it's just a comfort thing um and that definitely this one definitely had it absolutely um I actually never made the notebook comp before and that is like glaringly I should have seen that and now that I think about it but you know the north and south the you know northern boys are dark and you know got the jaw mm-hmm. going on and the southern boys are more blonde and yeah the city versus the country and uh also to I mean the the true love interest of like that kind of like raw love of fighting but really really caring mm-hmm. about each other I just felt some similarities and I, I love that about it in that like aspect of them being younger you know obviously in Sweet Home Alabama it's much younger but um mm-hmm. you know (laughs) yeah that's like really young um but you know when uh Noah and Allie get together in the notebook they're pretty young too so Mm -hmm. totally um for me there's a little bit of a nostalgia aspect to this one this was the first romantic comedy that I ever saw in theaters um I went and saw with my mom and some of her friends and some of their daughters who are also around my age so it's like very much stood out to me I was like 11 I think so going to a PG-13 movie was a really big deal (laughs) Um, and it just like has that special you know nostalgia to it Um, I love that childhood sweetheart storyline there was always like the trope of kissing in the rain in a thunderstorm that has stuck with me my entire life yeah and then that like going home again aspect and like finding her roots and reconnecting to those that were with her when she was younger. I just like that aspect too. Um, yeah, I agree. Realizing that that was what she needed to to truly heal and be happy and all of the above. 
absolutely um and finding that mix of like her life in the city and her life at home you know the the perfect combination of what was going to really make her happy mm-hmm. uh, so what scenes did you think were the best throughout the movie so I truly enjoyed myself any anytime the hometown friends are getting together <laughs> I think uh, like I I was looking through some of the ones that you messaged or mentioned and just some of the little like one-liners I just think are so <laughs> funny um and and also too like the storyline like the fact that you know she was gone for seven years and then came back and the fact that they were so quick to forgive and just be there for her anyway despite what everything that had happened and um it just makes the story and their their relationships just make me laugh and uh (laughs) happy (laughs) they they have really good chemistry as like a group that was friends in high school and like most of them stayed there and stayed friends and like Mm -hmm. you know they give her a hard time but not in a way that's cruel not like how she's sometimes cruel to them but right exactly um, like there, it's very easy to buy them as a group, um, mm-hmm. and also even like how her parents, you know, they didn't question for a second when she came back. They like hadn't seen her in how long, and yeah, um, you know, they didn't think about it for a minute. So like, I I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what uh, my other my other favorite scene is the the Kundan the Kundog Cemetery scene mm. and I think we'll get into that definitely um later too but it was that was the t- turning point in the movie where um there there's just so much good stuff in it and I'll, I'll let you go yeah. into it a little that bit too but is... I really really yeah <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it's a it's lot got all the me. feels <laughs> um <laughs> I'm gonna be a mess when we talk when I talk about it. Just so you know. Um, so for me, I love the like intro, the um, whatever the musical theme is in that section. It's so beautiful, just really simple. Um, I would try and replicate it, but I do not have like that musical talent. So, um, but it's just like really beautiful. Um, and then the whole like what do you want to marry me for anyhow so I can kiss you anytime I want like and I'm not gonna fake a southern accent because that's not who I am but um <laughs> that's just so you endearing. won't want me to either <laughs> it would not it would not sound great I'm not gonna lie <laughs> um and again like I mentioned the kissing in the rain has like stuck with me for my entire life that's been like the epitome mm-hmm. of romance is to kiss in the rain um and then the lightning and the sculptures that he ends up going back to like through his adult life um which I wonder like if that is actually real I didn't research that I probably should have uh that would be a good to know I figured it would because why not but I'm like I suppose not if a very it was big... I bet a lot of people after this movie came <laughs> out started putting rods in the sand I'm just like not a very scientific person so like I was like could that happen I don't know probably yeah. <laughs> um I'll buy it I'll, I'll say sure uh, <laughs> I also love the fair kind of like how you mentioned like their friendship is just so real um I love that she like apologizes to Lynn for being like such a jerk at the bar and yeah. like it's not just this superficial apology because like right away she starts you know helping out with her kids and kind of in that genuine way that people you've been friends with for a long time like you don't need to super hash it out you can just like apologize and take it up like where you were mm-hmm. um yeah you 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 apologize you make a joke and then you kind of just move on like that's how that's how you resolve yes. your issues most of the time when it's like you know deep friendships true bonds it doesn't always need more than that um mm-hmm. I like that the whole group shows Bobby Ray that they really don't care that he's gay which like again shouldn't be an issue but mm-hmm. um it's just nice to see that they're so accepting and um when he was kind of you know outed against his will um yeah and we'll talk about that oh, yeah you bet we will um but then I also love like all the grown men sitting on the water tower trying to figure out what to do I'm I love that 70s show so like the yes. water tower trope is like one of my favorites but like 
my favorite is the friend who's a cop and I can't remember his name but when he's like wait want to go arrest somebody and like it just cracked me up um and they're just trying to figure out it's like that'll make you feel better um and then the pet cemetery um I you know this I uh, I've always loved dogs and now I own two dogs and I'm obsessed with them like in an unreasonable amount um so like watching this recently I haven't watched this like since I've had Kelso and Reggie and um I was a mess watching it oh my gosh same oh my god the idea of them going and it was just the fact that like she left and like didn't um didn't really like let him know and how confused he must have been you know and she admits that and like the fact that she wasn't there for him when he was dying and it leads right into my favorite scene of Jake which is when he's like well I told him it was my fault like Mm -hmm. and you know they also talk about her high school pregnancy there and I think it's really progressive how Jake acknowledges like I thought this was going to be a great adventure and then later in life I realized it would have been your only adventure and I feel like a lot of men don't understand that um Mm -hmm. and especially you know getting pregnant in high school that would be you know unplanned so early in your life you know, it would have been very difficult for her to be as successful as she was um, Mm -hmm. if that had been the case. And I just, yeah, I like that part, I guess. I agree. I agree. And something about having a dog involved in something just makes it 10 times sadder. Absolutely. So like, you know, even without her professing that or confessing that to, you know, her old best friend, she still is super vulnerable in that moment finally admits that like she was being selfish but really you know it was because of the difficulties with miscarriage and whatever else and it just all tied together so smoothly and then again she's confessing this to like her old best friend dog so you're just like ah. oh absolutely <laughs> if it, like if I'm watching a movie and an animal's gonna die I'd rather watch a person die like yeah. I can't. I can't watch an animal. It's so much harder when it's a when it's an animal. <laughs> and I've of course like sitting there watching it with both of my dogs like on top of me because they don't understand personal space and mm, yes, they don't. I yeah. know for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> they're they just they're COVID babies. They don't know yeah. any better. <laughs> they don't understand that they're over fifty pounds, but um. <laughs> So we didn't talk a whole lot about the cast so far, um, but what changes or are there any changes that you would make to the cast? I think we both kind of agreed that no changes. I mean, rom-coms, Patrick Dempsey is a major rom-com guy. Such a heartthrob. He usually makes sense in there. Um, I do feel, I felt bad for him mostly because in a lot of them, sometimes he's not the guy that, wins out like Mm -hmm. the one that he does is like maid of honor where it's not even really him versus another person like he it's you know the other way around and whatever else um so he wins out in that one I guess but um I think everybody just did really great I think uh Reese Witherspoon in anything that she does oh she was so adorable exactly she was just adorable in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, I did. I did just kind of think like some of the characters. I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. Um, namely, her mom, um, mm-hmm. Melanie's mom, wanting to push her out and have this life that they could only dream of, but then also kind of being upset when she was gone and. But then telling her to leave again and telling her to marry this guy. And uh, and also just like throwing major shade at her husband. Like every time she did something, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like your life is not bad. Like I, that made me super uncomfortable um, how yes. her mom was there. Yeah. Like she, you know, loves him, but, you know, he's not the greatest or he does this or 
you know, I want you to, I think you deserve better than what I have, meaning that she doesn't think that what she has is anything to write home about. Right, exactly. Rude, because he's awesome. <laughs> I love Earl and Pearl. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they crack me up. Um, absolutely. I definitely get that 100%. We're like, it's not so much like the actress or the kid, like any of that, but it's just like confusing character choices mm-hmm. um, otherwise I thought she was great she was the cute little hometown yeah. Alabama pa- jam maker mom with her spoon <laughs> collection <Yeah. laughs> when we were watching it because Brandon watched with me um, uh-huh. I'm sitting there like not understanding the appeal of like battle reenactments and Brandon's like I'd love to see one I'm like I literally just wrote down why would anyone do this (laughs) and then on the opposite I was like those little spoons are so adorable and he's like what are you talking about that's so stupid and we were just like totally on opposite ends with their parents you are Pearl and Earl (laughs) pretty much pretty much um (laughs) I had no changes. I think Reese has really good chemistry with both Patrick Dempsey and Josh Lucas. Like mm-hmm. both of them are believable that she would want to have a relationship with them. Um, and she can pass in like a Northern setting and a Southern setting. Um, her accent, like, I don't know how this works, but sometimes it was very strong and sometimes it was not strong at all. And I was very confused. Um, yes. Because I, of course, don't think I have an accent, although I have been told otherwise. Um, And I'm sure (laughs) people listening will say otherwise as well. Um, But yeah, sometimes it was really strong and sometimes it was not. And I was confused. Yes. And and I I don't know that it correlated with anything in particular because it definitely, you know, was less Southern when she was in New York, more Southern when she was down South. But then the rest of the movie, she's mostly down South and it still fluctuates. Mm -hmm. So it it didn't, I I, I get what you mean. It doesn't really make sense um, based on location. Um, But yeah, accents are, I mean, mine fluctuates too. When I'm tired, my O's give me away a little bit more, but Um, my O's (laughs) are where it's at. And then my slang, you know, I go throw in an O very often. (laughs) Um, I'm heavy on the O's. Um, And sometimes like I find my accent does get heavier, I guess. Um, I love, like we mentioned, Earl and Pearl, love Earl and Pearl Um, and Mayor Kate, like Candace Bergen, kind of steals every scene that she's in like she is really good as mayor she's got so much power so much power yeah and just is in a funny way too Mm -hmm. like also has one-liners that are there they just get they kind of catch you off guard um I thought I agree when she gets the mosquito and she's like one down a million to go I was like (laughs) that's me every summer (laughs) I thought it was an interesting, a funny detail too that during the wedding scene they had little bug yes. bite, bug bites on her. I was like, that is a very like face. small detail. <laughs> I love that because that would be me absolutely. Um, oh gosh, I also love Bobby Ray. Um, I think he is really good in this. You know, he walks a really good balance of like being noticeably queer but also not um I guess like the only change I would make would be maybe to have someone who's actually queer play a queer character uh because that actor was not um Mm -hmm. but that's also the time you know when it was made in 2002 uh, which leads us right into our next section so how do we think this movie holds up in the 2020s so there definitely be some things I think that if uh, somebody was making this movie now that they'd probably maybe not change, but second, take a second guess, second look at just mm-hmm. to kind of be like, oh, I don't know if we should really, really do this. Um, one of one of them is, and I think you mentioned this too, was the Southern romanticism um, 
on slavery related topics like plantations and mm-hmm. um the things civil like war that. reenactments the civil war reenactment there was a confederate flag flying yes. in the background you know but still just something that today i think somebody would kind of think about every um, time i saw the, the we- confederate flag i like winced and i was like oh Mm, yeah that's, yeah it, that's gets jarring. You, it gets you a little bit <laughs> jarring the weird, the weird thing is and this is the the weird the interesting thing about it is people in the south even today still it is still like that like I lived in Texas for two and a half years and uh I mean it's just it is still I don't think they mean it maliciously but it is still a thing that is romanticized um I think for the movie they did an okay job you know not overdoing it but like you said it just is still just like jarring because of what we know now and how we know how to handle certain situations from our history and things like like that you know just uncomfortable even if it's not intended maliciously that doesn't like intention isn't as important as how it actually impacts people so like mm-hmm. you may not feel like the confederate flag is super offensive but to so many others it's synonymous with racism and white supremacy so and slavery mm-hmm. the enslavement of so many people like an entire race so like i guess being conscientious of that um especially like when they get mm-hmm. married at the plantation i was like oh like yeah it yeah yeah, it made me very outdoors probably on the land that these people that were enslaved were working on like Mm -hmm. just just kind of ick agreed agreed yeah and and you know this is a completely different offense but um not comparable at all to somebody being offended by the confederate flag but like because of my northern accent that we were just talking about when I lived in Texas, people would call me a Yankee. And I just thought that was so gross. <laughs> and I did not like that at all. And again, like you said, intent, they didn't mean it poorly, but I still felt. Well, that doesn't like impact how it makes you feel like. Right. If it didn't make you feel good to be called that then that's what should be taken into account right then it's not good <laughs> agreed agreed yes exactly um, um I'll, I'll let you talk about that too a little bit in case you had anything else to say kind of about again that romantic romanticization yeah um I don't know if that's a word it's not underlined in my notes as not a word so I'm gonna say that I was looking right at it when I said it out loud is a word <laughs> um and I guess like the only thing I would add is um like I understand the importance of like not ignoring our country's history and like not you know trying to wash it away and pretend that it didn't happen the way that it did but I just don't understand the um like the appeal of doing reenactments when the side that lost was fighting to keep other humans enslaved so like I guess I just don't get it and I know states rights are thrown in there but like the reality is they wanted the states to have the rights to decide to enslave people so like I don't know the right answer I never I will never tell you I know the right answer but like I just felt kind of weird about it Mm-hmm. I think you could probably and the way that I understand it a little bit more is like if it was a revolutionary war reenactment mm-hmm. versus a civil war reenactment like that would be different yes. I think a revolutionary war I mean look at the musical Ham- Hamilton that is True. like huge now um, which again is just a different story um, so I could I mean I could see the the draw for just like the combat and or the old-timey combat and again I think they're just separating it from what it actually was because like I don't uh, know if they do civil war reenactments in northern states like I've only ever heard of it like as a southern thing (laughs) and I just 
I just don't, I guess I just don't understand it. And maybe it's because I'm, you know, from Wisconsin, I'm Northern, I don't get it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was, that was one moment where I was like, I don't understand the appeal. <laughs> like, why would you want to dress up like a bunch of slaveholders and mm-hmm. pretend to fight? Like, I don't, I just didn't get it. But yeah, I do think, own. I do think Earl played like a Northern general because he was the one surrendering um so i don't know i that... don't think so because he was in gray and... oh <laughs> what are what was the north blue blue okay <laughs> you're the you're the social studies <laughs> i think so yeah, I, i'm gonna have to double check i need that. to brush <laughs> i definitely need to brush up on that i've never oh, taught this about War. that in a while i taught ancient sims <laughs> Um, So the other thing that I thought could be, would be done better today is um, I felt like because Melanie chooses home and Alabama, it feels like she kind of gives up on her like big, strong woman story in New York Mm -hmm. city where she can go and do and be anything. Um, And in the South, and of course they don't touch on it, but like even the pictures that they show like during the credits is um, about Jake's business and like they're definitely in Alabama because they're with all their friends and so like and the kind of like, what happened to the plane yes exactly so you know what happened to her fashion uh what do you call it line well you know? and like they show her parents like meeting her New York friends like that worked on her line but mm-hmm. um you know she has a kid and like you said you know Jake's business isn't exactly something that he could do from New York if he's creating different glass pieces so like I mean I, I'm sure you could do it in New York but you know he seems really tied to Alabama and their home um so I I get that too, where it's like she could have done it, but there would have been a lot of flying back and forth, and mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also had one thing that would be better or different, handled differently, um, is the treatment of their queer characters. And I thought this was both good and bad. Like it certainly was mm-hmm. not all horrible, um, but like her friend her mentor in the fashion industry is so stereotypically gay they would have been nice to have some more like nuance some more layers there um and then everything with bobby ray like i absolutely hate when she outs him it makes me so mad um and even like that whole scene is difficult to watch when she gets drunk at the at the pool table bar you know or their hangout place it's just terrible it's so uncomfortable and like when she outs him and then elton like has his arm around him and like doesn't understand what she's saying like why would he be at a gay bar and then he does and he like takes his arm off of him and moves away and i was like i know it was made in 2002 but it still pissed me off like Mm -hmm that would just be something and then um you know they they are all very accepting when they're at the fair which is nice um but then when they're all in the water tower and he like doesn't even finish his sentence he's like i know we have place we can go and they're all like no because they just like assume it's a gay bar and like it plays for laughs but like it's just not funny at this point yeah like, yeah that would be exactly. my only thing uh, my only other thing I guess that I had like it's mm-hmm. I would I had a lot of more complicated feelings than I've had like that I remembered having watching this again <laughs> now like I have not watched it in a long time and I was like oh right. this is I'm having a lot of feelings <laughs> yeah well think about it too compared to the first time you saw it in theaters when you were you know however old and 11 you probably like things are just going like over your head absolutely not affecting you at all in the way that they would now based on you know 
what we know in in terms of struggles of other people and absolutely what they've gone through you know absolutely um uh, so our next category is best and worst um i am coming to understand that i'm kind of bad at finding worsts so um <laughs> I, it's just i don't like to say like things are really just bad so um this one was a little bit better but we'll see if i can maybe get better at you it found one thing <laughs> um to me the best part is the chemistry between melanie and jake um right from like the first not even just like that opening scene but the first time they see each other again as adults um you can tell that they have such history together and this is not like a healthy thing but like they know how to hurt each other the deepest you know what little remarks are going to make the deepest cut which is not healthy um Mm -hmm. this this very obvious element of how much they care about each other you know when she finds out how much money he has she's wanting to make sure he's not doing anything illegal um Mm -hmm. there's these moments of tenderness you know I think of in the pet cemetery um they're just really tender and he like wants to prove himself um I think I'm also like partial to this like country boy because I married a country boy so like (laughs) he does have this like just a few similarities between this character and Brandon yeah I was like there is just some like little bit of I have a soft spot he's a blondie Brandon's a blondie he wears a lot of flannel Brandon wears a lot of flannel like yeah you know he works with his hands all this stuff and um I so I think I'm also kind of biased in that respect but um what would you say was the best part for you um, so I definitely, uh, again, the fact that Melanie and Jake end up together, I think, is where the movie was meant to go. And mm-hmm. so my favorite part when it kind of all comes, because really after the pet cemetery scene, like I almost felt like the movie could have ended there. She could have chose to stay and like we probably still would, would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it didn't, the turning point of when, Mr. Buford, the lawyer, is like coming up and like I, I love Mr. Buford. He's so cute, and his little suit jacket's all <laughs> rumpled, <laughs> and he like gets tackled. I'm like, who's tackling yeah. this old man? He's like, like eighty. <laughs> um, and so just the I thought it was just because we never see her sign the papers. So the fact that she didn't, it was just like, oh yeah it's meant to be I did think it was kind of weird how accepting Andrew was but super that's weird. besides the point um, besides the point if they I love still her, just her dad is cute. like when she's like looking at everybody and like trying to figure out what to do and her dad's like you can't ride two horses with one ass sugar beet or whatever and I'm just like yeah. that's amazing so funny <laughs> I thought that was hilarious and it just like in the middle of, of of again like this kind of like somber scene where she's again revealing herself and that she's still in love with Jake and that she's always been in love with Jake and like that this wasn't fair and yada, yada you know a very tense scene and mm-hmm. just to you know start it up and Mr. Earl going <laughs> Mr. can't Earl. ride two horses with one <laughs> <laughs> um and I agree with you like I do not understand Andrew is so chill about it it's so that part's weird where I'm like that is I don't know if it's like his politician coming out of like not showing anything or what but and I think they did kind of like hint to the fact that he might be doing all of this just to kind of get at his mom and like piss her Mm -hmm. off Mm -hmm. so like maybe he's like in that moment thinking like oh, this will be great because it'll be such a story and it'll really ruin, you know, his Well, and his, also, like, it'll mom. make him look like a sympathetic, like, in elections. You know, he was mm-hmm. left by this Southerner. Like, he can play exactly. that off. Yeah. Um, so the worst part for me was the romanticizing of the Confederacy and slavery. Um, mm-hmm. I That, Just like I said, it made me very uncomfortable. Uh, there were also some moments where, like, when Jake and Melanie were bickering, that made me kind of uncomfortable. Um, there's one point where, like, Jake throws a beer can and, like, 
it's he's very close to her and he's very angry and he's like kind of physical and to me that would be a red flag like Mm-hmm. that's a there's that's a no two no. after the bar scene when she when he puts her in the truck i thought was a little yeah and then he aggressive. like slams the door and like i understand he's irritated with her and like, yeah that she's been she a, was she was a piece of work and she was <laughs> out of messy. like i get it yeah but yeah. it's just some of those things where i'm like that just raises red flakes in me mm-hmm. and maybe that would fall under the category of like things that they would have been more sensitive to making the movie mm. today versus then, you know, so that's not triggering for any violence, physical violence or anything like that. But um, I, I'd have to agree. Some of that was a little, again, just like a. Yes. Like a you know, little tick where you're just like, Oh, like a, tw- oh man. Okay. a twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the worst exactly. part for you? Um, Definitely the bar scene. I think. And a little bit too, um, just because of that same type of character that was coming out when uh, when Melly first came home and she was like, again, her parents are like very accept- accepting, like they haven't seen her in set. Like, can you not, can you imagine not seeing your parents for seven years? And they, and they like did, pick they, her up from jail? Like, Yeah, yeah. And they didn't even, they didn't even say anything. And she's still just so rude to them. Like saying oh you've really done a lot with the place and blah 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 and it's like are you kidding me right now so that same kind of like new york melanie came out there and then in the bar scene i think was just it was almost a little cringy because she was just so hard to watch and maybe that was the point i think that actually was the point because it kind of makes the whole turnaround um that much more rewarding but um but yeah yeah I agree she's um (laughs) she's very biting like she knows what to say that's gonna um hurt everybody the most and that's Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's not a great look not a great look um (laughs) for me the best actor is our next category um I had Candace Bergen who was Mayor Kate um like Mm -hmm. I said she steals every scene that she's in um she's so overbearing with Andrew and like like he makes some comment about like everybody being embarrassed to their parents and she's like I assume you're not talking about me like (laughs) yeah that's a rhetorical question (laughs) yeah like and he's like like, assume away (laughs) so funny um and like you know she's very typical stereotypical politician of like thinking of the angles what it's going to look like um I did have this moment where she's like reading some magazine article about Melanie and they're talking all about her being like growing up on the Carmichael plantation. I'm like, what journalist did that? Because none of that is true. Like, did they not check anything? <laughs> like, um, how could you not? And and not like it's one, it's like a half town over where she is actually from. So all you have to do is like look at Melanie's from that same time. And I'm I guarantee you see her picture in <laughs> here. or like even contact the Carmichael's like I think they had like a picture of the plantation in there like did they not talk to anybody there (laughs) very confusing um my other best actor was Ethan Embry who plays Bobby Ray um Mm -hmm. he's so sweet and likable like I love when he's like yelling out his car window at her on the street and like you look like sex on a stick in that dress and he like name drops the whoever the designer is and like yeah he has these little moments where like you can tell that he's playing it to be gay but like it's not super stereotypical um Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed yeah and part of that you know his whole character is that he was hiding it Mm -hmm. and so I think that's why in 2002 you still got a good balance Mm -hmm. um for somebody who's actually you know queer today but you know like I feel like that's more believable like yeah where like even if he were out that he would be acting that way like agreed just like that's who he is yeah yeah and he is just he's he's in other stuff too I think that I've seen and just like his um smile and eyes they're just is it empire records maybe that thing you do i think he's in that too but a lot of music adjacent ones 
Uh, uh, who's your best? I actor? like him. Um, mine, I pick, I chose Reese Witherspoon as the best. Again, like we didn't have anybody that we would change. I think everybody played their role accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, usually when um, a character can bring such emotion out of me. <laughs> that's when I can tell that they're doing a really good job yes um, and so I was like because I really really did not like Melanie at the beginning <laughs> of this movie but then grew to love her at the end that tells me that she did a really good job I think about um you know comeback stories where you know this character that you hate at the beginning of a series um you end up loving later and there's tons of examples I won't spoil oh, yeah. anybody's favorite shows but um that they, they did that with Melanie within whatever an hour and 40 minutes uh I agree of this movie so mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought she was just she did a really good job and and to like you said playing both the New York City fashion designer and the Southern Belle mm-hmm. uh just without any like hiccup in between that she was truly both of those people um she's just so stinking adorable in this she's so fun that haircut every outfit (laughs) like she's yeah Mm -hmm. um so worst actor um i said patrick dempsey which feels wrong um, it does but i i see where you're coming from and, and that's I'm why mad. i didn't write anything because <laughs> i will just talk about him <laughs> so like don't i need to clarify this mm-hmm. dr Derek shepherd has made me cry many a time so this is not <laughs> like i'm not saying any slight against patrick dempsey i think that mm-hmm. this might have been intentional because he's very very much just like a 2d character um Mm -hmm. we definitely related to the character yeah like we don't really get much from him um other than you know he's a politician and he wants to marry mel and like i just felt like i didn't get a lot from him so i don't know if that's the actor or the role but i just was trying to pick something (laughs) because i'm so bad at this category (laughs) yeah yeah, I feel you. And I didn't help you out at all because <laughs> I didn't pick one either. But I <laughs> I did think his character, and I do, I think it was the character. It was just purposeful that you didn't really know what he was thinking. Um, like at the end where it's like he just is ready to leave. And you're like, okay. So he, he played that role fine. He's like oh so this came, is what this feels went. like and I was like yeah, what? what was he talking about <laughs> like getting your heart broken like have you <laughs> never had that happen I mean like maybe he hasn't I don't know <laughs> yeah I didn't really know what he was referring to there I was just like okay it's your cue to leave now <laughs> um and then That's we funny. have the soundtrack which you and I have like very different responses to this and I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think this makes sense because for me, um, there's not a lot of popular songs like that you would hear on the radio, but they all seem to fit so well. Um, mm. But this was one of the first CDs I ever had. So like, I listened- you just have good knowledge of it. <laughs> yes. So like, I remember going to Florida to visit my cousins and like, it was the first time I was on a plane and I had a Discman, and mm-hmm. this CD was definitely one I listened to. Um, <laughs> and I like the, you know, the different tone when she's in New York versus when she's in Alabama. Um, I love that they got some Dolly Parton in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, that Falling Down by Avril Lavigne is one that I absolutely, like, melodramatically listened to as I looked out the window as a preteen, <laughs> like... That came on and I was like, oh, it's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to ask, I I didn't notice it, but when does that play during the movie? Um Do you remember? I think it's it's like after the fair or during the fair. Okay. It's like when she's starting to realize that maybe she's she still has feelings up. for Jake. Yeah that's cool um <laughs> makes sense so, so your reaction is a little different yeah. i uh 
I didn't recognize a lot of the music. Um, <laughs> even the Sweet Home Alabama kind of like caveat at the end was a cover. I did appreciate the um, the like not live but live music that mm-hmm. was always playing during the bar scenes and at the fair. I thought that was just really fun. Um, so again, just kind of echoing you, like it fit well. Nothing stood out too much that it was like striking overt emotion but definitely just carried the scene with Mm -mm. which it needed to go i agree i appreciate Um, that even though i had stronger feelings with that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can like picture the cd oh my god okay aging myself here um (laughs) all right our next section we're gonna look at what changes we would make to the movie or what changes we would think if would be made if it were made in 2023 um i've kind of merged this category because um i found out i was just repeating myself so oh sure um, yeah i think the like queer representation changes we kind of talked about before um mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a part where bobby ray talks about this girl he dated in high school who plays softball and i'm like so bad oh my god <laughs> it's like could we be <laughs> any more stereotypical um <laughs> And then, uh, obviously, more sensitivity with slavery and the Confederacy aspects. Uh, yeah, maybe just a, a change in location altogether. Like, still Sweet Home Alabama, but, like, Alabama, New Orleans, or, or you like, know, just something different. Not on a plantation, maybe? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that they definitely should have had more friends of color in the South. Like, and mm-hmm. in New York. Like she works in fashion and she only had that one uh black friend. And like mm-hmm. I feel like and I mean I've I've never lived in the South, so maybe it is still fairly segregated down there, but I don't know. I just felt like that didn't quite fit. Yeah. And I'd have to agree the the South I think is more diverse. I don't know how it was in two thousand two, but living right. there in twenty nineteen, uh definitely tons of different populations and not only black population but hispanic population as well Mm -hmm. huge in the south um i also thought if it were made today there's no way she would have been able to keep that kind of secret i mentioned that too like (laughs) may she could have changed her name maybe and then just come out later that like she changed it so that it could become a brand or whatever but right Um... hiding the whole backstory I just don't understand like you know somebody that she because you know she had enemies in high school like you know she did and Mm -hmm. one of those people would have like gotten on social media and blasted that out like Mm -hmm. for sure um I also feel like that whole like old southern money aspect that she was going for like I think the opposite would work now like I feel like people have more respect for someone who like grew up in a trailer and worked hard to achieve that versus like the status of old southern money that was made on the backs of slavery mm-hmm. exactly exactly um i also said all of her model friends would be kardashians <laughs> um <laughs> like and then um some modern casting for Melanie, I thought maybe Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. I don't know if you watch Outer Banks, but she plays Sarah. I have not. I have not, but I know who that is, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one of mine and Brandon's guilty pleasures is Outer Banks. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe Phoebe, and I'm going to butcher this last name, Dinever. The She plays um, the girl in Bridgerton, which I actually didn't watch, but she just, like, I've seen her. Mm-hmm. Um I thought Patrick could maybe be like Chance Crawford, that like very like Nate Archibald gossip girl. Oh, at first I was like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. Is it Chase? Is it Chase Crawford? Chance? Oh, it might be Chase Crawford. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I could see that though. Very that girl in New York. <laughs> um chase crawford chase crawford so maybe chase crawford as patrick although now that i i don't know if you watch the boys but like seeing him as the deep i don't know like i don't know so i I watched like the first couple episodes 
Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> oh, we Not love the for voice. Me. Especially him and he's kind of I don't know. Yeah, he's gross. <laughs> he's gross. <laughs> he's gross. Um um I was saying Jake could maybe be like Miles Teller or Michael B Jordan that like Southern charm. Yeah. Boy next door. If, if I've never heard Michael B Jordan play someone with a southern accent but if he i feel like he would have a a southern accent in this movie and that would be i think that would be very nice (laughs) Um, (laughs) miles teller too i totally get though good vibes good vibes on him so what other changes did you have anything else that you would change not too much uh mostly echoing from what you had above um again even even not making this movie in 23 i think making it in 2022 she could have solved a lot of or 2022 2002 she could have solved a lot of problems and a lot of turmoil that she ended up having to like uh remedy by again just changing her name and not trying to like hide Mm -hmm. her identity like she could still be melanie smooter but say that her brand is melanie carmichael yeah yeah i'm um that is honestly one of my least favorite things in a movie is when like very like big problems could be solved if you just like talk to one another mm-hmm. um so that is one thing i don't enjoy because i'm always like just talk to each other yeah. <laughs> um but i definitely i agree with you there Well, folks, that's all that we have for episode six of Stone's Top Tens. The artwork for the pod was created by Avery Summers. Thank you, Jesse, for co-hosting with me, and thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and Jesse will be returning for a special bonus episode in a few weeks. Please feel free to send me an email at stonestoptens at gmail.com, no apostrophe in the email address, if you have any positive feedback. If you have any negativity, please just keep it to yourself. If you'd like to get notifications about Stone's Top Tens, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. I'll see you next week to cover my number five pick, 13 Going on 30.